Hello from the State Bar of Michigan Annual Meeting 2016 in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'm Joanne Hathaway. I'm Tish Vincent. And I'm Chief Justice Bob Young of the Michigan Supreme Court. And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. Thank you so much for joining us on the road. It's a pleasure to be here today. We're talking to Chief Justice Robert Young of the Michigan Supreme Court. Good to be here. Thank you. Very good to have you. We were interested in hearing from you about the innovations that have been put into place during your term in the state courts in Michigan and in the Michigan Supreme Court. Well, a lot of, actually, it's, it's fortuitous that we're here at the State Bar of Michigan's annual meeting because... Uh, the State Bar of Michigan had a task force a number of years ago, which is called the Crossroad Task Force, which had pulled together a number of ideas, had been germinating, and pulled them together reforms. And unlike uh, the 20 years prior, when I became chief, we began to not only look at some of those ideas, but some others uh, with a, a strategic focus on uh, making the trial courts more uh, customer-focused. I mean, most government is has a captive set of customers, and it's not uncharacteristic that we tend not to give those customers the best service possible. So we came up with a strategic plan to, to not only focus on, on uh, that general goal, but by specifically imposing performance standards on every uh, trial court and every trial judge, so therefore measuring and using data to improve our performance. We reduced our uh, judgeships by 40, per- 40 judgeships out of 100, and, I mean, of 560 because we, uh, our workload had shrunk. And then we de- deployed technology and process redesign to help streamline the judiciary. So there are a number of initiatives under that broad umbrella of process redesign, technology, uh, and so on. It, this is hard to do in a system. Most most uh, people, even in Michigan, believe that we are what is called a unified judicial system, where all the tri- all the courts are aligned. The state pays for everything. Well, ours is not that way. Only the Supreme Court and Court of Appeals are funded by the state. All the trial courts are funded by their local uh, counties or oh. or municipalities. So there's quite a bit of, of diversity and getting everybody's attention when somebody else is paying the bills is oh, more than a notion. I imagine so. I imagine that was a bit of a daunting effort to... We got through it. You got through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you've shifted to a more customer-focused court system. We did. And, and we've heard a little bit today about Michigan Legal Help. Yes. And that seems like an effort that's coordinating with the changes in the court in Michigan. Well, that's a, I mean, access is part of of being more uh, customer focused. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of barriers to being, to to public being able to access our courts. Obviously, not being able to afford a lawyer is, is one of those. So that that is a, an initiative to make it possible for the public through the computer or, or kiosk to to get information about how to prosecute their uh, civil actions yes. in our courts un, uh, 
unaided by a lawyer, or at least initially. Tish, I do have a a question for Justice Young. Um, I was curious, you had mentioned measuring data or measuring how the courts were doing. Mm -hmm. I would assume that would be kind of a difficult task, or maybe not. Can you expound upon that a little bit? We're not measuring justice. I mean, that's that's our major product, uh, delivering justice under law. We're not, uh, we haven't gotten metrics yet to figure out how in the various uh, myriad ways in which, given the number of conflicts that come before us, to measure the results. But we can measure other things, we, and we are measuring, for example, timeliness. How, how we, have, we have guidelines for all forms of the cases that come before us, and we have metrics, and we measure those. Uh, and we've been, the other thing we're doing is we are asking our customers how they uh, are experiencing the court. So, for example, we have a 96% uh, compliance with our timeliness guidelines. And when we ask the public, here's how you can talk about, you know, how well you're servicing. Well, we ask about, do, were you treated with courtesy and respect? 93% of the people, and we've done this three years running now annually, so we've roughly surveyed 75,000 customers or the public, and the numbers are roughly the same every year. 93 thought that they were treated with courtesy and respect. Uh, 87 thought that their uh, cases were handled in a reasonable period of time, and here's the measure that all the judges were scared of. Uh, Was your case handled fairly? As you might imagine, almost uh, automatically you're going to disappoint at least 50% of the people who are coming from you, and maybe everybody. But uh, amazingly, every year we have had uh, about 83%, a little higher, maybe a little tick lower every year, who thought that their cases were handled fairly. Now those are those are important statistics, and every court has its own sort of breakout. But we we look at all the metrics, not only those that, that we um, survey with the public, but all of them, and we work with the chief judge of each court to, to go over their data and see where they need to make adjustments uh, based on what the data is, is showing. It's very interesting. Those are very impressive statistics. I, this wasn't a popular thing to suggest I that we were going to ask imagine. the public to, to rate us on how we were functioning. No, but a powerful mechanism for getting feedback about the, the metrics you're measuring. Mm-hmm. I'm just, that's, that's amazing. The other area that we uh, measure, we have uh, uh, some of the most robust specialty courts that are designed to uh, assist subpopulations that are mostly in criminal difficulty. Uh, those include people who have substance and alcohol abuse problems, veterans now, and and our drug and sobriety, we measure those. How well are, you know, I wasn't, um, I was agnostic about whether people who are trained in law could be therapists as judges. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we found was, since my wife is a psychiatrist, I had a a sense it might be a little different training. But what we found is uh, the data shows that those who are in these uh, alternative court programs have a much, much higher 
chance of, of avoiding recidivism. It's, we have, let's see, if you're in our uh, sobriety and mental health courts, you're three times less likely to reoffend. Two times in our uh, drug courts, and our veteran courts are so new that we don't have enough data to evaluate it. But this is an absolute win-win. If you can get somebody to address these uh, chronic problems that get them back into the system and get them stay at home, working, reunited with their families, it's cheaper for the, the taxpayers, and it's just better for the society in general to be able to do that. So, so we use our metrics in so many different ways to ensure that whatever we're doing makes sense. So do you foresee that there will continue to be growth in the specialty courts? There has been, and, and now we're, we have enough of the core specialty courts, the, the substance abuse and veterans courts now. And, and we also have a business court, which is a, also to expedite complicated business matters. We have enough now to reach 97% of our population. My concern is there's only so many ways you can slice the uh, judiciary before you lose coherence. So I'm, I'm trying to manage the how many specialty courts we can sustain without doing injury to the, to the core uh, um, mission of the, mm-hmm. the judiciary. So to know where the outside point is. When you don't want I haven't to go hit it yet, but, okay. but uh, I'm looking. <laughs> yeah. Well, now that we've heard about the metrics showing the changes in the Michigan courts and the, the way they are so well received, let's talk for a few minutes or, or have you speak for a few minutes about e-filing in the state. That the actually is one of our uh, most recent technology initiatives. As I, as I told you, we are uh, not a unified court system. We have uh, 243 separate trial courts. They have among them 150 different computer platforms. So when you think about a statewide e-filing system, it means that if you're in Alpena or Grand Rapids, uh, you ought to uh, be able to access the, the system in the same way. And so because, because we preside over the equivalent of a judicial Balkans, our system is extraordinarily complex so that all these different technology bases in the, in the local trial courts can be accessed in the same way. But the legislature has just uh, authorized uh, the, uh, the uh, ability for us to purchase the system and build it, and we are uh, within, uh, we'll have it in place next year. And then we'll have some, some uh, issues about how to get every trial court connected to the system, because not every trial court has the uh, ability to translate electronic data into oh. elect, uh, coming incoming into their case management system. Okay. So there's some gaps that we are going to have to figure out how to fill. But we are we are struggling in every way ma- imaginable to create uniformity where there really is no uniformity structurally, mm-hmm. and that's just one way that we've been going about doing it. Well, that that sounds like a daunting task that is progressing well, and it's just going to take some time to. We're marching ahead. We're we're doing things very sprightly now. Yes, excellent. That's excellent information for the state's attorneys to hear. Well, if they want more more information about driving change, the the strategic 
uh, effort of the Supreme Court to make the judiciary more responsive. They can go to the One Court of Justice uh, website, which is courts.mi.gov, and access the driving change uh, drop-down menu. Excellent. Thank you for that contact information. My pleasure. Well, we've reached the end of the road for today's episode. I want to thank our guest for today, Chief Justice Robert Young, for joining us, and we want to thank our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard today, please rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. Thank you for having me. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thank you.